0: Welcome to Beyond the Roadmap, Product Talk with AWH, a podcast for product people, by product people. Join us as experts share their experiences and expertise to help you build great products.
1: All right, welcome to another Beyond the Roadmap podcast. My name is Lucas Latour and I am the host. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all things product sponsored by AWH and today our guest is Allison McGillivray, and I made sure I got the last name right. (laughs) Um, She's a Director of Product and Engineering at FMX, which is a facilities management SaaS company here in Columbus. Allison, uh, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, Lucas.
1: Yeah, no problem. By the way, I should mention to all of our listeners, this is a special episode because today is actually my birthday. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) so thirty thirty one. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit over the hill.
0: (laughs) Oh no way! (laughs) But happy birthday! (laughs) Yeah,
1: thank you, thank you. So um, yeah, just for all the listeners, that means you've got to listen all the way to the end. That's that's uh for today. But um,
0: are we gonna sing? Oh,
1: happy birthday! No, no, no. We won't. We won't punish them. We won't punish them.
0: actually um, that's my um whenever one of my team members have a birthday we always sing on stand up so it's gotten a little strange um as uh we've all gone remote but
1: <laughs> did you do it on zoom then
0: yeah yeah we um we we do it on uh like Goog- like a google meet and um the you can definitely like it Tell the distance with the audio, like it's not as apparent when you 're speaking, but if you attempt to sing oh it's really bad
1: <laughs> I, i'm gonna 'm gonna have to hit up my team after our conversation and be like, "Yo, Allison said they sing happy birthday at f m x so what are we doing yeah, I mean, that's right. they, <laughs> yeah they they sent me a little a little succulent plant that was my my little thing, and then somebody photoshopped my head onto an astronaut <laughs> and <laughs> I don't remember why, but yeah. So they're celebrating, but they're not not quite at the level of singing just yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess to start out, um, would you just tell us a little bit more about FMX and like what y'all have going on over there? I I briefly mentioned it in the intro, but I'd I'd like to just give folks a better sense of what FMX is.
0: Definitely. So we make facilities maintenance management software Uh, and you can find us primarily in k-12 schools uh, but we also serve a variety of industries our product ends up being pretty horizontal um i one thing i like to say is you know if you've if you've got four walls and some equipment (laughs) we can we can be useful to you but really uh our customers track like reactive work orders preventive maintenance, also like their event scheduling. So like athletic events and um, community events and things that you might hold within a facility space. Uh, We do that as well.
1: Gotcha. And so you are the director of product and engineering And you've kind of, you've had an interesting journey kind of getting into this role. So why don't you just tell us a little bit first about like, how did you kind of get into the world of product and find yourself in this role?
0: Yeah. So it took me a little bit of time to find my love, so to speak. So I originally joined FMX as a product marketing manager, and I was in marketing for uh, several years and... I enjoyed product marketing, but I as, over time I found that the parts of it that I truly enjoyed were more of the product management parts mm. and less of the true marketing parts. So at the time, Fmx was still uh, very young, and we didn't really have dedicated product management yet. You know, it's a typical startup. Uh, life cycle where your um, founder ends up being your product manager for a long period of time, and then eventually they kind of hand that off. Um, so that's that's what happened with us. So once we added this kind of dedicated product management function at FMX, I kind of had what I like to call professional jealousy, <laughs> where I was kind of looking across the aisle like, oh that. That seems fun. <laughs> that that seems way more fun than what I'm doing. So, you know, I
1: so, so you attacked the other employees and got them out of the way, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I I threw a coup, and now <laughs> um, our our original product manager, that dedicated product manager, who's um, very talented individual. Uh, ended up leaving to pursue a career in publishing. I think we kind of went uh, the opposite direction <laughs> in <That's>, our career,
1: <laughs> right? Because actually, I think when we were talking before, you said like way back in like college, you were doing like literature, right?
0: Yep, yep. I was. Uh, I had some some dreams of of academia, and and you know, decided to go a different path. <laughs>
1: Do you think you'll ever try to write the great American novel?
0: <laughs> oh God, no! I'm a terrible creative writer. Uh, all, the, all the things that I write are very boring, which you know might translate to what I do <laughs> a little better. It's like it's
1: like you're good at writing those requirements oh, and 100%. that sort of stuff, but after
0: creative writing
1: not so much. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like after um, a while, it all comes out in acceptance criteria. So. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go. Well, I'm kind of curious about the uh it's a pretty interesting journey and and like coming in from the marketing angle. You know, people come into product from from all different realms, the design, engineering and and marketing's one side of it or like you mentioned before, you could be a founder and get into product management. How do you think that experience was coming in from the marketing side. Did it, was it like a good preparation for being a product manager?
0: Oh, definitely. I think part part of what product marketing prepares you for, like a a lot of it ends up being research. Uh, you get very very good at research. Get very good at understanding how your buyers interact with your product and how they interact with your sales cycle. Uh, and kind of what makes them tick and how they think. And that kind of translates very well into starting to think about like user personas and how people uh, interact with your product after the sale. It also, I think, prepared me a lot for market research and understanding how FMX would fit into the various markets that we're targeting uh, I think it was just an extraordinarily valuable <laughs> experience. That said, super glad I made the change.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So did you kind of come into the role and like learn on the job essentially?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I didn't have uh, the only product experience that I had was from my product marketing experience. So, you know, I I don't think I even knew what a sprint was. <laughs> when I, when I joined, but you know, it's kind of like a a trial by fire moment. And I feel like that's a lot of what product management is anyway. So uh, I ended up learning pretty quickly on the job and it was, it, it took a little while and things were a little bit rocky at first and there was a little bit of a learning curve, but over time it started working out and became smooth sailing after that.
1: Yeah. By by the way, um, FMX. You said you started. It was, it was when it was pretty small. It was still like kind of startup. I'm actually. I don't know exactly like how big it is now. So like, what is the like the size of the team? And like, what was it when you started?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we're still pretty small. Uh, mm. We have about sixty employees today. Shameless plug. We are growing. Um, my time specifically, trying, <laughs> nice. <is> so. <laughs> so,
1: so, so on, on on engineering or product or both.
0: On engineering specifically, but you know, mm. we find some talented product people. Not going to turn my nose up.
1: There you go. There you go. So, product people, if you're listening, or engineers, uh, you can hit up Allison after the show. <laughs> after you listen, I keep saying show. It's really just a podcast. I don't know. I kind of feel like it's like show, but. So one of the things that is kind of interesting is that you're in a dual role. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I think when we were talking before you started as in the product and now you're branching over into directing engineering as well. So like, are you, are you basically working full two full-time jobs to, to do this role?
0: It sort of feels like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, like with any any area where you have to marry uh, like sorry, if you have to wear multiple hats, um mm. it, it, you end up making sacrifices uh mm. on on one side or another or, or both, but you know, uh, we're still still fairly young and because of that, I think we're kind of able to get away with it whereas mm. a larger organization definitely requires uh more of a separation
1: gotcha for for running sort of both of these i guess like how does that affect your your job so like whereas with like you're in a in a pure product role i imagine it's a certain way but like how are you how do you balance those two things
0: i think they kind of feed into each other which is Hmm. it's kind of a like a, a beautiful marriage so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like there are definitely times where I feel like, you know, I might have multiple personality disorder and end up having to have arguments with myself (laughs) as the uh, product manager and as the engineering director. But, you know, for the most part, they kind of help guide one another. You know, I, I'm a better manager and I'm a better engineering director because Mm. I'm a product manager And vice versa, you know, on the product side, it can be challenging to fully understand what it takes to build what you're dreaming up in your head. And so having that experience kind of helps me better craft roadmaps and better prioritize and on the engineering side, understanding what you need to deliver from a product management perspective and what's going on in the market and you know what close lost opportunities you had on Thursday and who's threatening to churn on Friday, like all of that mm. kind of helps you better work with your team to deliver what you need to on the engineering mm. side. Mm.
1: So that's that's super fascinating. So you mentioned these, the the feeling of like having multiple personalities and not in a literal sense, obviously, but <laughs> like, <laughs> but having the, these, these back and forth, you know, arguments and, and one side being on the product interests uh, and the other side on engineering. And I know you said they kind of work together, but are there areas where there are, there are tensions between those two things? I mean, I assume there always are, but.
0: Sure. I mean, on the product management side, like you want to deliver not just MVPs, but, you know, full scale features. And, you know, it can be challenging once you get into the development effort and realize that that is not possible Mm. (laughs) given the time and the scope. And so, yeah, there have been times where I've had to, you know, sit and argue with myself and whether or not what I really needed on the product side is what I actually needed, and whether or not I could um, make sacrifices for to better the engineering effort, and so yeah, I've had quite a few of those internal debates.
1: That's interesting. Do you have where do you go to to kind of like sort some of that stuff out when you are the director? Is it all kind of like on your shoulders to to come up with these solutions or? How how does that work?
0: Thankfully, no. Like, uh, while the responsibility probably does fall with me, I'm very lucky in the sense that I have a a very understanding um, a COO who who's also our company president and uh, co-founder and conveniently also my boss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's very understanding of what these things are like. Mm-hmm. and what the dichotomy is and so we're kind of able to talk through it i also have um, some wonderful mentors that i bounce ideas off of so while it can be challenging and and i uh, can't lie and say i've never been overwhelmed by it but mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part you know i'm able to kind of work through it and come out the side the better
1: Nice, nice. so, um I am curious about the the teams and like how they're set up like what what are the teams like in terms of like roles and like number of employees and stuff?
0: Yeah, so on the product side, we just recently hired a very talented product manager, so get to transition mm-hmm. some of the uh, responsibilities off.
1: Nice. And if you're listening, no pressure, product manager.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We also have a very talented uh, UX designer and Mm. a dedicated QA person. Fantastic team. They do a lot with being how small they Mm. are. And then on the engineering side, we have six programmers, one of whom is our technical lead, and I like to consider him my partner in crime. He's extraordinarily helpful. And uh, if I could make, well, it's probably not the only recommendation I'll make, to be honest. I love telling people <laughs> 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 what to do. But, you know, if I could make a recommendation, uh, establishing a good relationship with your technical lead is, you know, it's paramount, both in product product management and engineering. There's a lot of information that you can glean from them, and you know they've they've been around the block. They've seen it all. You know they've they've seen product enhancements that are good and ones that are are poor, and how it's played out. They just have a lot of um, great insight. So,
1: one of the things you mentioned earlier is that at a certain point, early on in, in the startup, the the founder was sort of in this product management role and i was, I'm just curious uh at what point there was sort of a decision that hey, there needs to be dedicated product team, and like what kind of prompted the need?
0: yeah, so that is a good question um mm. i I think it has primarily to do with probably just wearing too many hats you know our our founder was. Uh, Well, still is uh, involved in almost every department in the company. You know, he's Mm -hmm. he's very hands on, uh, and definitely not in a bad way. Uh, (laughs) He's got wonderful guidance to share, and uh, he's willing to put the work in and roll his sleeves up, and it's fantastic. But uh, at some point, you know, managing the product enhancements for our growing product, I think, became too much to have on his plate, and so while I think he's he is and always will be involved in in product, you know managing the day to day became became too great. Mm.
1: So one of the things that uh, about the product to kind of change a little bit back to the the product as the topic, you mentioned that it's kind of this horizontal product and. Yep. I'm curious about how did you find because as we'll reveal here in a in a couple minutes it's 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 actually extremely horizontal, (laughs) Um, but like I wonder how how did you come up with the understanding that hey it's not just you know facilities that are for K through twelve and there's these other areas.
0: Oh yeah, that has entirely to do with listening to your customers. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, you know, back when we had 50, 100 customers, they, they'd they come to us with feature requests, as customers often do, and say things like, Hey, you know, we really like uh, this functionality that you have for work orders. Can you build something kind of like that for IT tickets? We say, Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, we could probably probably do that, so we built what became our our technology ticketing module, and then we got another request and said, you know hey um you know i'm I'm really interested in tracking bus repair, and I want to do it separately from my traditional work orders because my process is a little bit different We said okay uh yep that's that's interesting um." maybe we should do that. Maybe we should consider that. And I have it a couple of more times. And at that point we realized, okay, this, this is a trend that's not going to go away. And Mm. it's a need that's definitely untapped in the market, you know, having all of these different solutions available in a single product, you know, it's a little bit ERP like, but Mm. at that point we decided to make the decision like, all right, well, if they're all pretty similar to functionality that we already have, why not just make that functionality able to be copied and then reskinned? So yeah. we we came up with the uh what we call a custom module. And uh it was just it was one of those crazy decisions and your product's lifecycle that like completely revolutionized your go to market and where you sit within the market and how you sell your product uh, it was just amazing it was like lightning struck
1: yeah how by the way, uh was that a pretty recent insight, or like what, how far along are you into like starting to make it super horizontal and go after these different market segments?
0: yeah, so that decision happened pretty early on in hmm. the journey and you know at the t- after that we started kind of having this mentality that configurability was going to be our competitive differentiator mm-hmm. so we started to get into some some technical details we started employing a lot of feature flags and building parts of our product that while technically accessible to every user could used be used primarily for specific use cases. And because of that, we ended up with this very flexible product that served a lot of unique workflows. And so we're we're really starting to take that to the next level and start to think of FMX as more of a platform. Uh, that can be used across your operations and not just in facilities management. So it's a really cool and exciting time.
1: That That is cool. And um, I've been kind of holding this part of the conversation back because I think it's so interesting. But I want you to share with us kind of how you use this the product internally because I think this is so cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, we have built out a site to pretty much manage our, uh, like almost all of our entire SaaS company. Uh, so like for for us, our entire development lifecycle is located within our product. Uh, our marketing team uses it. We uses it. We, whoa, that was really bad grammar. Let me try that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I didn't even um, notice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay. So our entire development lifecycle is managed in our product. Our marketing team uses it. Uh, We use it to request uh, office supplies. And actually, relatively recently with COVID, we've actually started using it to request uh, desk and uh, conference room space uh, within our office, because we're kind of going that new remote first kind of policy uh, where, you know, m- most of us work from home most of the time, but we can kind of go in and, and request desks and, and space within the office when we when we want to. So, And I,
1: th- I think you were saying, too, that like, don't don't feature requests come through it. Oh, um, yeah. And like you have like a backlog and all that stuff. It's all in there.
0: Oh, yeah. It's all in there. So we actually built out like a a prioritization bit. So when feature requests come in, we'll have people fill in certain criteria. And based on the criteria that they fill in, and, and later, of course, that, you know, we take a look at it as well. But based on the criteria that we fill in, it generates a priority score. And that allows us to better prioritize our backlog.
1: I, I got to ask, like, because, you know, we work with some developers and everybody's got their their preferred tools, you know, like Jira and, you know, things like Bitbucket or GitHub or whatever. Like right. how, mu- how much of, it, uh, uh, of the process is actually in there? And like, do the developers, are they totally like, oh yeah, let's use this?
0: Oh yeah, well, you know, I think they were a little bit, hesitant at first, we used a system called Pivotal Tracker, which is um, Mm. pretty, pretty useful uh, for development. But the second they got in the product, it was like a light bulb turned on for them. You know, they noticed all of the bugs, (laughs) they noticed um, all of the inefficiencies, and really kind of became users of the product. And that Made our product so much better, you know, because it, it, the, our developers are in there and using it every day. When they do something well, they get to see it and use it in the product. When we have some some failures and make some mistakes, we experience the same pain that our customers do, and it's just an invaluable experience.
1: That's super interesting. And actually, I think you had a phrase for this, something around like dog food or something. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it's uh it's called eating your own dog food. So, um the, the general thought there is that if you wouldn't feed your dog the dog mm. food that you make, then there's probably something wrong with your dog food. <laughs>
1: I see. Or wait, wait is it, or if you eat it, you wouldn't eat it or, or I guess either way, like if you wouldn't feed it to your dog. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. Cause it's bad either way. yep. But, um, yeah, that's, you know, I don't know a lot of folks that are doing this actively. And I just think it's a super interesting insight on ways to kind of speed up the discovery of like bugs and like suggestions and things like that. Um, Otherwise you're waiting on your customer to tell you or your user to tell you what's wrong. Right. And by that time it might be too late or they've already had a bad experience with it. And I know that like not every product you can use as deeply internally, but its I bet there's a lot of products out there that you could find a good way to regularly use it internally for something to get those insights. Would you agree?
0: Oh, definitely. And You know, you don't even have to use it as an organization. The, I think part of the inspiration for this is, uh, we take FMX home and we use FMX, uh, in our home life. Like,
1: um, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, like, I, I end up tracking like my, my kitchen inventory and like a personal FMX site. And I, I end up, uh, tracking like, uh, when my, my dog needs, um, medication or like medication refills in FMX as well. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess like a home is a facility, right? So yeah. it kind of makes sense, right? Yep. That's, that's super interesting. Uh, in the past I've used like Slack, you know, outside of work for like personal activities or something like that, but I've never thought about using like almost like a full on, I don't know. Would you call it a CMS? It sounds, it's like, in that area, but it's more than like a regular CMS.
0: Yeah, technically, it's uh, called a CMMS.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> Computerized maintenance management system.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I was <laughs> off by one letter. Yeah.
0: Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it to um, you. It's your birthday.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah. Let me get a free account. Come on now. I need to. <laughs> I need to like uh, manage my my home life, <laughs> my my deliveries and actually maintenance requests and stuff. To be honest. Uh, like, if you
0: want to check it out, Lucas, I'm sure we can make that happen.
1: All right. All right. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting the insider look. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I guess I just want to kind of, I guess, wrap it up by just asking like, where do you think uh, the product is going in like in the next couple of years? Like what, what are some of the things that you're thinking about with the product?
0: Oh yeah. Um, God, I've got a, a wish list like 100 miles long. <laughs> um, but I, I think there are some, there are really kind of two trends that I'd like to see us utilize to kind of take us to the next level. So today, um, kind of like what I was mentioning before, you can track almost anything at FMX. FMX yeah. is really good at tracking things, really good at um you know, organizing your data and um, making it available to you. And it's uh, it's very easy to search and filter and, and all of that. So FMX is extraordinarily good at tracking things. But, you know, and we could use some, well, I, I want to see us go more towards an automation route. You know, making, making the information that our users put into the software work for them. Mm. And kind of with that, in a a slightly different vein, you know, we're very good at reporting information back to you. But Mm. we're not as good yet, though we'll get there very soon, uh, at analyzing that information and providing our customers with these actionable insights, really. So that's where I think we're going to go next. Uh, And hopefully with that automation, we'll see more in the internet of things space. So like we're working on allowing uh, sensors to Mm -hmm. create uh, work orders and an FMX. Um, We have that today with building automation uh, systems, which basically uh, it allows your building to tell you when, the temperature is wrong or um, uh, it also allows you to kind of control your HVAC systems and your lighting systems and your other major um, systems in your building a lot easier and, and kind of in a more automated fashion. So, you know, that was kind of something that we, we experimented with early on and and now we're trying to uh, do that, apply that same, level of automation to other areas.
1: I'm just curious. Uh, do you have like other product teams like that specific, the way you use it internally, like on this? Cause I mean, even just like internally, we've been like looking around for new tools to like, to manage our our, our development life cycle. I'm just curious. I'm serious. Like, I like I don't know. Maybe it's worth looking at.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm fully convinced at some point we'll sell FMX to another SaaS company. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, not yet. Uh, right now, it's just us, but getting pretty good at building it out. So.
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of product managers that listen to this. They're going to be like, hmm, I don't know. It sounds pretty <laughs> good. So, well, uh, I guess, is there... Um, to wrap up, like, is there somewhere where people can like find you, follow you? What, LinkedIn or, um,
0: yep, you can find me on LinkedIn. I haven't really gotten too much into the Twitter game.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter's like a war zone anyway. You don't need to. Eh, there's not much going on. It's like <laughs> not worthwhile on Twitter. It's just going to give you a panic attack.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> you know. Well, sweet. Well, um, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing some of the insights for your team, and um, I really look forward to seeing what happens with FMX over the next couple years and watching the product grow?
0: Oh, you and me both.
1: (laughs) For sure. For sure. And I I will try it out if you send me a link.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. You know, Uh, I'll make your FMX site right now.
1: Sick. All right. Well, thanks Allison.
0: Of course. Need some help with product? AWH is a digital product consulting user experience and software development firm here to help you create great digital products. Check out www.awh.net or follow us on Twitter at AWHNet to learn more.